0: I feel like there's always not always but i think there's an easy argument to make about yes at the end of the day men s- still walk on the on the right side of the street yeah yes to opening doors but um i think there's a privilege that men have that you inherently need to do that
1: oh yeah that's fine and some of that shit's just been beamed into my mind like i feel with every step that i'm on the wrong quote the wrong side of the street it's like i'm walking on needles yeah but that's just because i was i was raised to do that i was raised to do that and my mom made hell of fun of like anybody who didn't walk on that side of the street but to just come off in a great groovy ass song and say you should be stronger than me and that's a little bit of ageism it's a little bit of like the opposite of i don't know like it's it's probably sexism it's asian sexism.
0: it's like a 19 20 year old woman like singing the song and like i think that's one of the things with art is like the point where how you capture the conversations that are happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without uh perpetuating a, a negative type of interaction between folks so it's like
1: a the line you have to straddle Because e- everything in that song <laughs> on, on one hand it's fine to say That you should be stronger than me Because you should Supposed to be more You know you're supposed to be More mature But to say like Don't you know you're supposed to be the man Like that is I always felt listening to that song mm-hmm. Kind of putting women in a box To where they have to be uh, not, not inferior But like sub lesser like to the left like you can't be center, you can't be the head of the household you can't be stronger you can't be more mentally adept right she's like you always want to talk it through i don't care i always have to comfort you when i'm there like like i need you to do all of that like just throwing all of the gender roles in the pot but what did it for me absolutely you always want to talk it through i'm okay i always have to comfort you every day but that's what i need you to do are you gay like and we just let it fly No one said anything to amy 2003 i don't care wait wait. I don't care 2003 mm. that was a big single it was a huge single and i just i just never heard those like hey amy hold you, on did you do it? a google search and
0: retroactively looking hard of talking from that time period
1: i didn't okay i didn't no, but I've also, I think I, I've I mentioned this to, ooh, this is so sticky. I've mentioned this to a couple of my closest, um, the, the closest women in my family. And they're just like, well, <laughs> it's not, it's not even a let's begin to hold, unless we can't hold Amy accountable. Let's just yeah. uh, begin to hold this frame of thought. Uh, like let's put this under the, the microscope not even an inkling of that it's kind of like well and this is ours you know like don't even don't even question it and i always thought that was so and it's and it's written it's co-written by a man so he's just on like he's just just inseminating this whole song with like hyper masculinity that's what it that's Uh, why it bothers me because it it encourages hyper masculinity and we find that it's coming from a male perspective, and she's the face and the voice of it.
0: But it's, uh, it encourages it. I don't know. I, I feel like it captures the dysfunctional relationship.
1: Yeah, and how dysfunctional she is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Both her and, and the male.
1: I like a lady, and you my lady boy? That's just not right. We just, we to the,
0: we get getting uh, inside scoop to the fight. Mm-hmm and um and
1: how toxic she is in this fight yeah that's Perhaps. why
0: it's like
1: hypothetically i'm not i don't know the history of frank i don't know the history of how abusive he might have been or not i'm just I'm looking like little at little the
0: older, lyrics from watching documentaries like
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the i'm not gonna com- compare anyone else to that person um, you already know who I'm talking about. Okay. But if you know her life mm-hmm. and you listen to these songs, you are like, damn. That's like some, some strong insight there. Mm-hmm. At least in the way art can make you try to put two things together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm just still bugging off the line when she says, you should be stronger than me. You've been here seven
1: years longer than me. Whew. Just my age equals my maturity? Yes.
0: <laughs> Think about... <laughs> Yes. I was just think about how you know a lot of my parents, mm-hmm. um, pops was at least eight eight years older than my mom,
1: and my mom was seven years older than my dad. Okay, well you come from you know, the you inverse. Mean, no, yeah, we, inverse. We're, It's great that we're coming from different sides. Yeah, and that happened. That rarely yeah. happens for us. Where you're like, yeah, yeah so what? And she said you should be stronger than me. And I'm like, but no. I think that's a typical. like it. At some point,
0: it, it, that is the norm of what people expect. Or at least i expect a lot of relationships for the youth to, to be of my social circle mm-hmm. college sweethearts mm-hmm. or um the woman is a few years
1: younger than, than uh the man you say you say norm i say status quo status quo i say status okay, that, quo. That's a, which, a, that's, that's a better use, use of words you know what i'm saying where it's like we could perpetuate this mm-hmm. but oftentimes when this type of mindset is coming from a man he's a hotel and he is not demonized but he scrutinized and ostracized and and made fun of like get the hoteps out of here this is very hotep from amy winehouse just saying that you should be stronger than me why just because i'm a little older i don't know i just felt like it should be put under a microscope exactly exactly and that is that's the beef that's the beef we understand, especially you and I, we understand that in a lot of relationships, a lot of heterosexual relationships, men lead. That's fine. However, there's a lot of women out here leading. Yeah. Well, and yeah. they don't call this this thought, not Amy, they don't call this thought and this process into question at all. It's just like we sing along with it.
0: Yeah, you know, staying on this topic too much telling the man to lead, but you say a lot of women lead. What if there's like a more nuanced conversation about the different areas where we lead in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think across the board one person is leading.
1: Yeah, Um, definitely not. Yeah, but by what are we leading? Paying bills, leading in. She's saying like hugging me, emotional support. Emotional support. He's saying that you you're supposed to be stronger than me emotionally and lead. You know? Right you, you need to be comforted yeah. That's not your That's not your role She says mm-hmm. And I just am like Damn like, It's not You know It's not her, It's not it's
0: not her role That's what she's saying You know I do uh, um, Recommend Or If you're having Trouble speaking To your partner About some issues That mm-hmm. both of y'all Can't help each other resolve, You should go seek uh, um, A third party Yeah
1: A third, party. third party Therapist joint Yeah let's talk to therapists You know
0: Girlfriend should or
1: boyfriend or mm. shouldn't be a therapist. Yeah, no, I, that's too much. stuff. To, even though, uh, I guess I kind of
0: disagree. Um,
1: yeah,
0: this this one's going off the record.
1: I know that's fine. <laughs> um, I remember when Erica Badu was dating Carl Jones, and she Carl Jones is uh, I think he's he's an artist that is very much woven into the incredible paranormal or preternatural rather um thread of the boondocks okay um the light skin cat the writer I don't know if he's light skin Aaron Magruder is light skin okay he's a creator yeah. but Carl Jones is like like the C if there's an A writer being Aaron Magruder then there's B writer I think he's like C if not B but anyway she's like it was his birthday she's like yo happy birthday from your lover your cook your therapist your masseuse yeah you mean like sexy exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly so at some point you can be my therapist you don't have to be you know 24 hours okay Okay, there we go now (laughs) but you you can't not always on
0: call you're not always on The same way that I'll, I'll hold space for you.
1: Exactly, yep. and I, I'm not trying to, and I don't therapize my therapist. This is a two-way street, mm-hmm. so that I let you know you're not just, just my therapist, but you can okay. be there for me in this way if I need you to. Yeah, I you know, and if, if I want
0: to use this as a therapist to save space, you know, I feel like it's a great sign of our relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to open up to you like that. There you go. Yeah yo we just had a, a palate cleanser um so we watched the uh, latest video from a of listening favorite uh navy blue uh the song is called primo um it's an ode to his uh his cousin probably his mentor his, his friend the video is in the video and sure. the, the video leader in the family uh sage or navy blue is a model as well and his cousin uh paloma um so it's him and her starring in the video and um it was just it's just a tender love you know just tenderness throughout the video um navy starts off riding through the rain pulls up to his cousin's place and she just greets him with like just a hug that allows him to just release the weight of his shoulders
1: of profound understanding mm-hmm. yeah. and the reason why we are coming back from the break talking about this video uh besides the fact that we're always consuming new art and lis- listening into our favorites is that the tenderness shown in this primo video by navy blue um and, and this may be anecdotal right but I felt as if the, the tenderness shown there is not something that's afforded to straight men very often, right? Or not nearly enough. And I think, or at least I found, just in kind of processing why that video had such a profound impact on me, I found that that was my actual beef with Stronger Than You by Amy Winehouse. That was it, right? It's not, I don't have a thing against Amy Winehouse. I love her music. Uh, I felt for her and, and her battle. Um, with addiction and and, and health overall. But in that song, Stronger Than Me, she's talking about like, why do I have to comfort you emotionally? Like, Why do I feel like I'm in your role? Mm -hmm. And in Primo, you see Navy kind of uh, looking for comfort in his dog he gets out, right? He gets fresh air by way of getting in the bicycle. Yeah. At some point, he's driving in the rain, so obviously he's going through a change. Sometimes that rain is, um, it's it's going beneath his window of perception right like sometimes he's wet in the rain other times he's not where he's just kind of like losing track of time and mm-hmm. he is absolutely grounded by his family member who and this is my favorite part of the video it happens twice she has these tender touches one time she touches his eyebrow mm-hmm. and the next she kind of yep. cuffs his jaw like with her hair yeah, as, like, yeah. as she's driving those tender touches Right, whereas I got you, you're fine. And, and toward the end of the video, he literally lays his head on her shoulder. We don't know what they're talking about. We don't know what's plaguing him, but we do know that she's got him. She's got him. So, so what? I'm, if I'm not stronger than you today, this month, or this year, goddamn, how how am I going to gain this strength in a very healthy or way that actually revitalizes me if I am going to be belittled and emasculated? when i let you know i'm down yeah. i think that is what kind like i love the song but that kind of bothers me that we don't find fault in this mindset because I, I don't hear it very often we're like oh nah that's kind of fucked up we shouldn't be saying that but the, the notions of tenderness in this video have an incredible impact on me like i'm probably gonna watch it 10 more times Yeah, we, we watch it twice right now just offer it. Offer like it kn- once it, twice. it twice. We pause
0: it, and uh Dino put it back on. Uh, as, as I turn to grab a drink of water, uh but you know my cushion was a bosom on bad days. It's not a black woman I can't thank.
1: Come on now, we gonna find a way to get it, get some bars from from man. <laughs> yeah, at some point. We
0: gonna find a way. But you know what I just love about that? The first comment on that YouTube video. Mm-hmm is uh, this inspires me to have a better relationship with my sister yeah uh, with my kin and um, I, don't, I, I think at least myself maybe mm-hmm. it's my experience um, it's my father died at a young age mm-hmm. um, I'm always seeking or appreciate rappers that are talking about relationships with with older older gentlemen mm-hmm. whether it's by blood or through the way of life experiences that have made you family and um we forget that to the left and right of us are our leaders in our family. Absolutely, our, our mothers, our sisters—not in a way where we're putting all the weight on them, but in a way that we can actually we can learn from you. Mm-hmm. You know, um,
1: and he even has a couple lines about his dad in this yeah, song. Yeah, so. go
0: ahead. He has the line about uh, his parents. Let me get this down line. He says, I "Repair the roots." My my parents still stoic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, a fresh line. And then um, as I'm, I'm pulling up this this line about his father. Um, sorry, give me a second.
1: Are you good? Yeah, I, it, Another
0: line that stuck out to me was redemption <laughs> Only Derek Rose know it.
1: <laughs> but even even that, just the overwhelming feeling of just coming back. Mm-hmm right
0: yeah he says uh pop's bleeding like he ain't know he the strongest man that i know um, still, still growing. growing letting go is half the battle moving forward only only son living <laughs> we gotta show him we can learn from each other we can learn from each other
1: Yeah. that's it that's a quick breakdown with a with a fantastic um visual visual just um, display it's beautifully shot it's quick it's to the point um he also looks stoic there's yeah, a notion there's a notion of, of becoming our parents mm-hmm. in, in ways that we don't intend to at all uh it just kind of happens and we have to look laterally uh in order to kind of get a sense of where we are um but speaking of community then um I, just as our tastes are eclectic in music sometimes so are our thoughts mm mm-hmm we're talking about building community uh and being made aware of your of our community we're looking at this huge boom right now right when this thing first came out on the scene it was like, what's, what's all these whisperings about what's happening mm-hmm. right what is what is this thing what is this thing and then there was a little bit of a dip we didn't see it we're talking about nfts non-fungible tokens right so I am going to try to describe this thing very quickly um it is a way to own art again right so it's tied to um uh what's called an ethereum blockchain you buy it by way of um cryptocurrency it is this incredible ledger of ownership right like every transaction made now uh, you get to possess the art again and every time that it changes um, that it changes ownership this is going in like the annals of history. you can see exactly what it was sold for, who owned it, um, who minted it, which means created it um, and it's a way that folks are really getting their worth for their art whether that be drawings whether it be music a lot of the uh the most famous and expensive um nfts thus far have been um coming from digital art right uh there's an nft cat or a, a gucci ghost that sold for 3600 dollars um it's just a way that folks are uh investing right we've talked on this show about how do you invest this is one of the ways because As you all know, we have had playlists like You Need to Be Listening To, or uh, You Need to Listen To, or Up and Coming, or all of these things, right? If we understand that an artist is on the rise, Mm -hmm. say we're able to invest in that artist by way of getting their very early NFT. We imagine buying, um, oh my God, Higher Than 30,000 Feet, right? Which is one of Currency's first projects, Mm -hmm. but buying it as an NFT. As his star rises, the um, the the value of that project rises as well, right? And and this is the co- the coolest part for me. As the price of Ethereum rises, your value of that project also rises just off the strength of the cryptocurrency. I'll, I'll
0: do it one to really make the points at home. Imagine buying an NFT a reasonable doubt,
1: mm-hmm. a
0: project that wasn't on the Billboard Top 40 or even nomadic. Mm-hmm. And like in your community, you feel like everyone is talking about it. But still, just your community is talking about it. And 25, 30 years later, the world is like, this is an undeniable classic.
1: Easy. So, the 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 short the short of it, or what we're discussing today is that artists at first they were like, oh, what's this? People kind of dipping their toe in it, and now we're seeing a boom.
0: It, it, it's a no-brainer.
1: It's a no. First of all, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. As soon as I heard about it, as soon as we heard about it, I'm like, we need to understand this. We need to fucking go. This is this is a no-brainer of how you get... I mean, everyone's afraid that their music library is just going to go poof. Right? It's a no-brainer. So, we're looking at uh, some of our favorite artists who yeah. are doing this now. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so uh, go ahead. Benny.
0: Uh, Griselda. Benny the Butch.
1: Benny's getting in the wave. And... It, people are minting more right we looked at crit crit has 900 nfts
0: big crit um 900 nfts and at the same time he releases music on dsp on spotify came out with 900 nfts and came out with at least 30 pieces of merch so mm-hmm. across the board he's giving fans different ways to uh, just showcase their identity and to be a part of the community by purchasing some of his goods
1: and that's the key that's the key of creating your community feeling like they are investing in you they mm. have a piece of the legacy
0: yeah but the most important part to that so if y'all not familiar um, Bobby hundreds owner of the hundreds brand not only uh, important figure in, in streetwear, also a great writer check out his memoir mm. um, he just released a uh, an essay talking about how the hundreds will be um going uh releasing nft pieces and i'll just read a little just short piece from it from the essay it says beyond the usefulness of quality of products, people commit to brand names because of three things identity community sense of ownership sense of ownership has always been the missing piece yeah always been the missing piece so now with nfts when you eat I eat We eat together
1: And that is it So here's the thing This is I feel like The most crucial part We talk about How fucked It is In Sneaker culture And this is akin to streetwear Yeah The resale Is just nuts You can do whatever you want On that Right So imagine I sell some shit And then as an artist I get Just the resale And then you take that And you Quintuple it You sex Whatever you want to do with it Yeah I don't get any of that Not with NFTs no longer with NFTs, you put it in the contract. But
0: even a step before that, mm-hmm. you you have your own community. You have people that look to you for things. Mm-hmm. You might have a classmate, you see them wearing something, listening to something. That is that is a recommendation. That is a hey I listen to this, you should listen to that. Mm-hmm. You don't get any equity from Nike on that. No. Any equity. I'm taking some of the things that Bob, Bobby Hunt does a great job of delving into this in a long form fashion, but mm-hmm. like even that on your own is, is still taking uh, a gamble. Like you get easy equity mm-hmm. from buying an NFT that just crit put out 900 today
1: and they're and right now they're cheap they're two dollars right yeah. and, and you can also bid for them these are pieces of art that you get to have so we already know West Side Gun is going to go crazy yeah. with this it's just a matter of time and a lot, all I think this will get to a place where all artists are doing NFTs uh, but something that I definitely wanted to highlight before we leave this topic because again it's a very hot topic uh, and it's going to be around for a very long time so we don't even have to be having an exhaustive conversation right now The key, the key to this for creatives is that they can write in their own kickback, Mm -hmm. what they get for every transaction made. So if I sell something to you for 200, but I put in the contract that I get 25% of every resale, then I'm imploring you, hey, sell it. There's one rapper out there doing infomercial style, like
0: yo. Got you. This shit gonna make money. I sold a mail already. Now I sold about 20 times the price. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you something, helping you eat. You know, I got love for the streets. Rock with me.
1: But he He's not being transparent about the fact that he's getting money every time that shit goes up in value or they resell. And that I don't like. That I don't like. Here's the thing. If you're gonna, if you're gonna frame this as here's a gift to you, you can own it. You can have this thing. It's gonna go up in value. Just watch. You're welcome. Tell me that you're also going to get a dollar from that. Don't don't be a, a ball like you usually are, <laughs> and you usually are. Um, but I, I just wanted. There's going to be umpteen NFTs, uh, and we don't even talk much about cryptocurrency here. But Ethereum is the way that you get attached to the blockchain, um, and in terms of building your community. There's many ways to go about that. We even, we've even seen Q hop on Twitch lately and play unreleased projects. These these artists are now answering the questions that we have asked for it's, years now.
0: If you have a community, artists go on Spotify. If you have 50 million monthly listeners, 100,000, the hardest part of any I don't know, I don't want. Uh, reduce artists to business but mm-hmm. we are in the creative economy i'm going to talk about economics is finding a community of people that care about your product mm-hmm. so whether it's an nft whether um you're connecting people on social media a commercial doing a pop-up the hardest part of all of that is having a community and if you're an artist like schoolboy q with the community you know, he went on twitch today played one song to drop five seconds of one song and say, "Yo, you gotta buy the track on on as an NFT." That's generational wealth,
1: right there. Easy. I'm going to buy You've now tantalized me. I want to go buy it. I want to own it right now. Before, before the rest of the world.
0: Bef- not even before the rest of the world won't get to it. They won't it. get to Ownership. it. Ownership. There's only twenty thousand fans or ten thousand, and we all own this. Yeah. We all have something special with Schoolboy Q that nobody else will be ever to have. And me, as a fan, my identity—I could talk about on the web. There's a community of us. We have a Discord, a Reddit chat. We talk about this. me me at the show. And then the Fader article comes out. It flips for somebody sells it for 50. I just, I just, I just fed my family off of this for a year or whatever. Like.
1: And we talked, and we talked about this again at nauseam. A lot of times, it takes for folks to think about the larger artists. Yeah, for them to really understand it. Mm -hmm. I need you to think about if Beyonce does a single song that a person would own, and she makes it an auction. It wouldn't sell. A single song wouldn't sell for less than one hundred thousand, perhaps a million. Now we're talking about kicking music industries in the ass the routine sold the album for three million dollars there you go it wasn't attached to the blockchain but that very well could have been the first nft yeah um ryan in leslie
0: way. um i want to talk about talk about him again mm-hmm. ryan leslie wrote i'm addicted to you with working with P Diddy. fabulous P Diddy. he was dating cassie mm-hmm. cassie ended up rocking with puff mm-hmm. ryan leslie is not on the billboard charts anymore but he's still making more money than your, than your favorite rapper.
1: Got more money than you call Big Bruh.
0: Big Bruh. He's doing it himself. He's talking directly to the fan identity sense a community, giving them ownership, giving your fans experiences that, that, that they can't get elsewhere. Um, let it, like, yo, kiss babies. <laughs> kiss the babies. Uh, hug people.
1: And this is a jab, and I can only jab because I love this person. Connect with your community, but do not sell meet and greets. For a hundred dollars a minute, <laughs> don't do that. Whose idea is that? I don't know. Get rid of them. You're gonna make a lot of money, but I feel like you just said fuck me. Don't do that though. Don't don't jerk your people yet. Yeah.
0: But the last thing, some schoolboy cute very snippet today. Oh my goodness!
1: It was a couple of days ago. But yeah, a, cu- a couple days when ago, he did this. when he went live on Twitch. He went
0: live on Twitch. Um, I'm, I'm gonna have y'all. Uh, we'll, we can link that in the show notes, um, in the YouTube clip. But I'll just say this: If you're uh,
1: free game, here
0: we go. Free game. If you, if you would identify yourself as a gangster rapper, mm-hmm. somebody that might talk about some of the more traumatizing parts of of communities, mm-hmm. and you want to rap on a Metro Boomin beat, if ten years ago it was a Lex Luger beat. You know, all you gotta do on your next album is jump on a Alchemist joint. Of Cool and Dre, talk to Celine Remy, because it's gonna end up like Superfly shit, yo. Isaac Hayes, Curtis Mayfield, that black exploitation, just the way that balance comes in, mm-hmm. and, and your and your voice and your stories over these smooth, melodic beats. Oh man, it's gonna cut through. Believe me, it's gonna cut through.
1: Free game. Free, that one's for free by Beeman. Alright.
0: We out.